One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to the tweak this week. We are talking week 11, personalizing the plan. It's such an important week and tweak. You definitely want to make sure you are super clear on what you need to do. You may notice today my partner in crime, our partner in weight loss, uh, Kim, is not with me today. We are having some technical issues. So we may or may not be able to uh, have her join in the conversation. But what I thought I would do is go over some of the basics. I mean, what makes this conversation different or sets it apart from our, hello, Kim, our daily lives is that we are specifically talking about the tweak this week. There you are. Hello. Hi, how are you? (laughs) Good. Nice to see you. (laughs) I feel like I need a drink now after that. Oh my goodness. I can't. The technical issues that we've had over the past, not only week, but three months, they can be maddening, but they do teach us patience. Uh, progress over perfection. Okay, so let's let's get into the tweak this week, particularly some questions at the end that are really interesting. Um, where do we want to start? I, I know offhand people are always nervous about this week and tweak because they feel like there's no longer any structure when in reality, it's quite the opposite. Why do you think people perceive that there's no structure when literally they're doing all of the things? Why, why do you think that is? I think it is 100% feel in the past that they've been left high and dry by every other weight loss program that they've done. I feel like even just with my own experience in weight loss prior to coming across your program, the program ends and there is no follow through. There's no what's next. There's no next steps. It's just you do this for the rest of your life or you gain your weight back. And, um, I, I think the whole progression of this program and how it sets you up for that success is something that is very unique. And I think that's, it's really hard for people that haven't spent time in the community, spent time in the program to understand that we just really do want you to live your life and move on and keep the weight off finally and forever. That's not the way most diet businesses work. So yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think there is a little bit of people are feeling the program is coming to an end. So some of that panic and nervousness, they intertwine with the tweak this week when this is a super effective tweak to help you to continue to move the dial on that scale. You want to make it to this week. You want to implement this tweak. This tweak is not you doing your own thing. It's not you know, bringing back old foods. It's not doing any of the old things. It's building on everything that you've learned over the last couple of weeks. I do want to just mention that we do had a fabulous conversation with Dr. Dina Kara Schaefer this morning. That's available on our podcast as well in terms of following through and finishing and dealing with these big feels that people have. The reality is that most of our members, I mean, if this isn't you and you've reached your goal in the time frame that you have in one group, that's amazing. I love that. Um, so many people are able to do that. But the majority of people have more weight to lose than they can possibly lose in the three months. So you're going to have to put more time into this. And personalizing the plan not only is a great tweak, it's such a great tweak that you can just continue to lose your weight using this tweak if you want to go it on your own. 
right? Again, most, most diets don't set you up for this, but you don't have to sign back up with us again in January. If you want, you can continue personalizing the plan until you reach your goal because it is that effective, but also restarting the program and redoing the program with us again in our January group is also really effective for so many reasons, because you do have that support. You do have people answering your questions. That routine is, you know, there, there's a benefit to the constant repetitive nature of the program. It allows you to not just level up physically, get even more in tune to your portions, even more in tune to your body's needs and work through all that mental stuff. So there's so many benefits to, repeating the program again to lose your weight. But some people, for whatever reason, are like, I'm good to go it on my own. And so they're just going to continue with personalizing the plan, maximizing their efforts, doing all the things until they reach their goal. And then they're obviously going to phase into solidifying their weight with maintenance and whatnot. So now people will be like, well, I don't know what I need to do. If you are feeling confident on your own, go it on your own. That's great. But if you are even wavering slightly, sign your ass back up for the January program. It's a no brainer. It's a no brainer, right? It's less than a dollar a day. It's super affordable for most people. Um, you get the support, you get the gas, you get everything that's, you know, comes with doing the program again. So personalizing the plan you are going to use to continue to lose your weight in between groups if you've signed up for the January program or personalizing the plan is going to what you're going to use to continue to lose your weight. If you want to go it on your own. Now, here's where it gets complicated. Personalize the plan is also the technique that you're going to use if you have reached your goals in order to solidify your weight as well. Or you could also repeat the program again to solidify your weight. So we're going to not talk about maintenance today except maybe at the end of the week. What we are going to do is talk about personalizing the plan for the sake of continued weight loss. So I just want to just preface this conversation with that. We are expecting that you are still looking to lose weight with personalizing the plan. So uh, besides people being nervous about it, which they don't need to be, besides the fact that they're perceiving that there's no structure, it's got all the structure, you are checking in at every single meal and snack time, assessing your situation, maximizing, asking the four questions, eating just enough, drinking the water, taking your supplements, literally doing all the things. You are not adding in things that you haven't been eating. You aren't skipping meals and snacks for the sake of trying to eat less. You do have the option of no longer forcing yourself to eat those token amounts if that means that you're not going to go longer than three and a half, four hours without eating. Personalizing the plan is not going off plan. Exactly. And that's, I think the big thing is that people perceive it because you're personalizing like, oh, we're not structured. I'm not in the, I'm not in the group anymore is what they think sort of forward ahead. I can let my guard down and I don't have to do the work because I don't have that day-to-day sort of reminder. Like I'm checking in, I'm doing the work today. This is, and especially for those that are moving forward and not joining, like you might have a little bit of room to play around with it if you're joining the next group because you know you've got like, I can get right back on it. We're going to start again. But if you're planning on going on your own, you need to really understand that personalizing the plan is not going off the plan. It is doing all of the things and it is still work. You do, if you have not reached your goal and if you have not solidified that weight loss, you still do need to be conscious about all of those things, like checking in with your body at all of the meals and snacks. Eventually it's going to, we're going to have next week for spill the tea. We're going to have somebody on who's actually in maintenance, who will be able to talk a little bit about that end of it, but it is 
you, you do need to put some work into what you are doing still. It's not just a smooth ride. Like, okay, I've hit the final 12th week and now I can just ride it out till I reach my goal. As you've said before, yeah, you can just keep what you're doing and eventually you're going to, but if you really want to see those results and get to that finally and forever, it's going to still be work. You are still going to have to focus and put effort into it. Yeah, relentlessly showing up until you reach your goal, right? I think those who want to continue and personalize the plan on their own, they feel confident. I feel like they're like, yep, I get this. I, I'm good. I know what I need to do. And, you know, I've met and talked to so many more talked to rather than met, met online. So many people are like, oh, hey, you know, they'll pop in two years later. I, you know, personalized the plan to reach my goal. I've now been in maintenance for so long. It's really effective, um, which is why we're implementing it in the group. So let's just set aside the people who feel confident in personalizing the plan for next steps and talk about uh, people who are looking to sign up for January and want to bridge that gap for a second. Because the number one question we get is like, well, why can't I just follow the, the basic food plan? Or why can't I just do back on track over the holidays in between? You can. You can totally do back on track, but back on track is it's great for helping your body recover from any indulgences at this point. And if you just continue to follow the basic food plan, you would continue to lose weight. But make no mistake, back on track is not proactive when it comes to like what you've learned and where you've been and what you can do now. Like personalizing the plan is like next level doing all the things really super in tune, really in tune to your body's changing hunger levels and needs day to day. So you totally could fall back on the basic food plan and work that for a bit and then reset again in January. But it's just not, it doesn't, there's so much to be learned by following the tweak this week, especially if you're nervous about it, especially if you're nervous about it. I'm like, it's like any other tweak. People are nervous about downsizing. Then they're nervous about um, feeding the metabolism. Then they're nervous about the revamp. And this is no different, right? But this is doing all of the things. So so don't be nervous um, or be nervous, but don't let them stop you from <laughs> being really in tune. Yeah. And that's such a good point. Do it now, really embrace it now because you have us with you this week and next week. And then if you're, you know, we're going to, we're going to announce tomorrow, tomorrow, spoiler alert that we have a little set up for you guys for some extra support for the next couple of weeks. While you have the team at your fingertips, really dig in to that personalized plan. Um, I think some of the confusion is um, that people have a bit of structure. They've been following a structure and they want to fall back automatically. I think their their urges to fall back into one of those structures. So one of the most common questions we've gotten so far this week is: Should I be? Is should my personal plan look more like the original food plan or the food plan revamp that we were doing the last couple of weeks? And <laughs> you got something to say about that? It's just it's overthinking. It shouldn't look like anything. It should look. It could change every single day. You could have, you decide not to, you wake up tomorrow, you don't have breakfast in which, you know, when it comes to your, your morning snack, you check in and maybe you're not all that hungry, but you should have a snack because you skip breakfast and you're going to, you're going to go longer than three and a half, four hours without eating until you have lunch. Um, then maybe you, maybe you have lunch and then you check in at your first afternoon snack. You're not hungry. You check in at your second afternoon snack. You're still not hungry. And you know, you're going to have an early dinner. So you skip both of those and then you have your dinner the next day you have breakfast. And then you're, maybe you're, maybe you have your morning snack as well. And then you check in at lunchtime and realize you're not hungry at lunch. So you skip lunch and then you have your first afternoon snack and then you skip your second afternoon snack and then you have dinner. 
maybe the next day after that you have breakfast and then you decide you're not hungry for your snack. And then the next day, the, the next meal is lunch and you, you have that. And then you're not hungry for your afternoon snack and then you have dinner. So that is what that should look like picking up on and being in tune to the fact that your body's needs change. Let's reflect back to when you, some of you were downsizing, you weren't even hungry. Or when some of you were following the food plan and you weren't hungry. So you're like, do I really have to eat those token amounts? I mean, that's the beauty of this week is you no longer need to do that. There absolutely, and I'm not going to go back into this, is a rhyme and a reason why you were eating those meals and snacks and why you're going to reset when you redo the program again. For the same reasons we were making those tweaks are the same reasons you're going to want to make those tweaks again in that order where the program builds week to week to week to week. But for this particular week, it's about giving yourself the flexibility. It's about not being on autopilot. It's about taking it a step further and being super in tune to your needs. Now, with that said, it might look like the basic food plan. It might look like the revamp. It might look like a combination. You might find that you are hungry at breakfast and snack and lunch and snack and snack and dinner. And that's great. But we want you to trust. And I saw you had a note, trust in the notes here, Kim. When you're done losing your weight, I don't want you following some fucking plan for the rest of your life. What I want you to do is get to a place, of course, after you've solidified a maintenance and after you're testing the waters and maintenance, you're getting really comfortable with yourself and maintenance that you get to a place where you wake up, you look good, you feel good. You go about your day just living your life and your body tells you when to eat. I'm hungry now. What to eat? I want a steak. I want a salad. I want a fruit and how much to eat. And I don't have to ask for questions to know when I'm satisfied. But in order to get to that place, you have to really step it up and be in tune with where you're at now and what's going on. So that's that's the that's the main takeaway with this. I mean, you can just toe the line, do the minimum, follow the basic food plan, but it's not it's not being proactive in getting and keeping that scale moving. And eventually you want to not follow that. You want to be more in tune than that. And that's, I don't wake up every day thinking about what I'm going to eat, not eat. I don't fucking think about it. It just, I don't have to. I eat when I'm hungry. I usually know what I want. And I just go and go, I'm hungry. Maybe I open the fridge, you know, here's some leftovers from last night, or do I want a fruit? Do I want some cheese? Whatever. It happens instantaneously. It takes less than seconds. I know exactly when I'm hungry, what I want to eat. And I know exactly the point when I've had enough that comes with practice and that comes with trust. And that's what this week is about. Yes, definitely. And I think just um, taking that mindfulness piece and bringing it into everything that you've been doing is important. You really Mm -hmm. want to reflect when you're making those choices. It is eating all of the same foods you've been eating this whole time on the program. You're not adding in new things. You're not bringing back in extra pastas and breads and stuff like that. But being in tune to whether you do need those extra carbs in the moment, or if you do, do it being in tune with what proteins you need and um, how much of it you need, really digging into those portions part of it. What you want to take away from this week, next week, and all the weeks you're personalizing the plan is you really want to reflect back. You're still asking the questions but really reflect on how you're feeling afterwards. How did that make me feel? You know, when you get to your next meal and snack, if you're hungry or you're not hungry, think about what you ate for your last meal or snack and put two and two together. Oh, you know what? I bumped up the nutrients in my lunch. I really did add some good healthy fats. I had a good protein source that might be slower to digest. And I'm feeling really good right now. I don't need it versus just thinking like, oh, I don't need it and moving on. You know, you can ask yourself some questions about that. Like, hmm, 
why don't I need that snack? Or why do I feel like I do need that snack? What have I done today? Where am I at today? Is it, you know, is it something out of the ordinary going on? Extra active? Did I not really eat to satisfaction in my last meal? So all those things come into play and thinking about all those things are going to set you up for success uh, moving forward. And I think the next, you know, and the next topic that we have to talk about is really maximizing your personal plan. So when you ask yourself those questions, how that kind of in turn turns into your next meal or snack decision or the decisions you make the next day with the types of foods you're choosing to eat and really digging into, you know, all of the things that you can still be maximizing outside of the food plan. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Yeah. Well, when I talk about it's like taking everything that you've learned and implementing it, it's it's like, yes, portions being in tune, right? You know what it feels like to feel satisfied. You know what it feels like to be hungry, like really being in tune to that, um, you know, separating the proteins um, from your carbs when we were feeding the metabolism, you know, and then when we, you know, move forward on the revamp, really recognize how adding proteins and fats feed into your satiety hormones and make you feel more satisfied, you're going to feel way more satisfied on an apple with some nut butter or nuts or cheese or some protein and fat added to it than you would just an apple. And sort of that's where that, you know, maximizing your food plan conversation comes in. You know, uh, in terms of timing of your meals, you might want to reflect back to when we're we're splitting up the meals and snacks and you had that first portion and then you waited a half hour later and you weren't even hungry for it. Right. So that's where you're really taking everything that you've learned and now really implementing it. I do want to talk about um, uh, the maximizing. Well, first of all, I want to talk to first about before that is that we've had a lot of people asking things like, can I have oatmeal again at my my breakfast? And yeah. You always could, even during the revamp. It's just that you want to make protein the focus at breakfast. That hasn't changed. That's still the best time to, it's still the best way to start your day is higher in protein. But you don't want to have it because you like and you love it. You, If you are looking to lose weight, you want to add it, you want to go for the most bang for your buck, right? So you want to go as high protein as possible. The same thing with carbohydrates. You've always been able to, I mean, the, food, the whole program incorporates carbohydrates. Fruits are carbohydrates. Vegetables are carbohydrates. Um, you know, your foods that you are eating, even your proteins and fats have, sometimes have carbohydrates in them. But if you're talking about the heavier carbs, rices, quinoa, potatoes, those are still best had at lunch, even though there is no longer a star of the meal. So that's where those guidelines come in. Um, the maximizing your personalized plan came in, uh, came out yesterday. And um, there's some confusion in that. I want to talk about this question you wrote down here. Can you please explain whether or not and how eating beef or fish can impede weight loss? 
So can you explain why eating proteins that take longer to digest would slow down weight loss? They don't. I, I don't know where that's coming from. Um, foods that are I don't know that they're harder to digest because um, vegetables can be harder for someone. Meat can be harder for someone else. Beans and lentils can be harder. Like there is like hard to digest. Your digestive system needs could use some digestive enzymes and whatnot. It's longer to digest, shorter to digest. So fruit, for example, is one of the easiest to break down and get nutrients from or the quickest. Right. So, so 20 minutes, you're getting that hit of energy. The problem is it doesn't last as long as it would last if you added a protein and fat to it. So you are getting that energy from the apple that breaks down in or whatever the fruit is 20 to 30 minutes. You get that energy. It's replenishing your glycogen stores. And if you add a protein and fat to it, that obviously takes longer to process and digest and feeds more into your satiety hormones. So you're going to feel more satisfied when you take a piece of fruit and you combine a protein and fat to it. Now, if you are saying to me, well, why haven't we done this in the beginning? You didn't watch that food plan video because there was a rhyme and a reason to why in the first few weeks of the program, we were having fruit on its own. But now we know, right, when we feed into adding a protein and fat to a carbohydrate, it gives us more sustaining energy. It's not when something is, takes longer to digest or harder to digest, it slows weight loss down. That has nothing to do with that. That should not be the takeaway. That is to be used, for example, um, why you might have a salad with some fish for lunch. And then that day you're hungry an hour later, whereas the next day you have a salad and you have some steak and you're not hungry for the next three hours afterwards, right? Fish can take 40 minutes to break down, whereas steak is going to take you like upwards of five hours plus sometimes. So how long foods take to break down in your system can affect how hungry you are how when you when you're hungrier for that next meal or snack and how satisfied you are on the foods that you're consuming. Also, for example, if I'm going to go dancing with some friends on a Friday night, I'm probably not going to have steak. If I eat steak, I'm going to walk away. I'm going to feel heavy. I'm going to feel like I've, you know, just eaten the steak. And there's nothing wrong with that. Steak is super beneficial. There absolutely is a place for red meat in your diet. Having steak is not going to slow down you from reaching your weight loss goals. It might cause the scale to be up the next day because your body's still processing and digesting it, right? Um, but rather than eat potatoes and a steak, I'm going to maybe order some fish, which is easier for my digestive system or quicker for my digestive system. So I'm going to be ready to dance the night away and not feel like I just eat a whole steak for dinner. You know, that's the difference. The other example would be like when people be like, oh, I wanted a quick snack. This is a real easy one. Now I had some nuts. And so if I'm working with my personal clients, they're like, oh, I had some nuts. I need, I said, oh, okay, why were you craving the nuts? No, I just wanted a quick snack. Okay, well, what do you mean by a quick snack? Did you feel like you needed something to eat, like, and have your energy be replenished quick? Or are you thinking quick as in convenient? And they're like, oh, I just needed something really convenient. I'm like, okay, but if you were really hungry and needed something to eat, those nuts are going to take like two hours to break down in your system. So you're not actually getting any energy from that food until two hours later. So if you needed a quick snack because you were really hungry and needed like an energy pick me up, nuts were not exactly the right snack, right? Fruit, something quicker to digest would be a better snack. Now, again, this maximizing your personalized plan that this information isn't meant to overcomplicate anything. It's not going to impact your, your, you losing weight or not. So that's not the takeaway that you shouldn't be eating meat or you should eat more fish over meat. And it doesn't impede weight at all. It's just your satisfaction levels. That's what that's about. And understanding 
you know, just a deeper level of understanding, something that most people don't talk about in terms of why they feel more satisfied on some meals over others. Well, and I think the choice is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and well, I think it, it, it is important. It has is something that's come up over the past week, which is why I included it in the notes that people are asking, like, how, how do I take that information of how quickly or how slowly it digests and put that into practice when I'm making my decision? And I think the big thing is exactly as you said, going out dancing is one example. I think of another one of those people that are just because of their busy schedules and stuff in the evening, have to eat dinner a little bit later one night. You maybe don't want to load up with a big steak that's going to take yes. a long time to digest. If you know you're going to be going to bed, have something a little bit on the lighter side so that you can be finished processing it before you try to get into your sleep cycle. Same thing with yeah. if you're working out in the afternoon and you're thinking about what you want to have for lunch and you know, you're going to be working out a couple hours later. You might not want that big, heavy meal sitting in your stomach and still digesting. You might want to have something lighter because you think like, Oh, I know I don't want to, I'm not going to be sitting and processing this. I want to be able to get up and work out something that's a little quicker to digest or something that goes through your system. Your body has the energy available a little bit more quicker. It's going to be a better choice for your day. So there's a few ways in that you put into effect. But as you said, it's not affecting your weight loss. Sometimes those slower to digest foods can have the scale up because you're processing them, but it's not weight gain and it's not slowing down your process. It's one of those things that as soon as your body's done, your weight goes back down again and you're continuing to move on. Following the program and all of the foods that are on that grocery list, which include meats and different types of proteins, none of those are going to slow you down and none of those are going to cause you to gain weight. So this is really, it's not about maximizing is about, because this week is really about getting extra in tune to your body's needs, learning to trust your body. That's that. And there's in your cues. That is what this week is really all about. So that, that, that is more to gauge hunger levels, why some foods you feel more satisfied than others, why sometimes you eat something and you're hungry again an hour later, as opposed to eating something else. And then you can go three and a half, four hours without being hungry. So that's really what it's all about. Regardless of what you are eating, you are still asking those four questions in order to be in tune to your portions. Um, if eating fruit and nuts together will get you the immediate energy from the fruit and then still get more energy in a few hours. I don't know what the question is there, but yeah, that's how it is. That's like food combining. So your body's going to break down the fruits and get the nutrients from that. Replenish your glycogen stores because fruits are high in sugar and they're not bad. That's not fear mongering. It's just, it's great energy that our body uses for energy. And then the way your body processes the fat and the protein is totally different. Um, so that's where you get more of that sustaining energy that feeds into your satiety hormones. So if you ate an apple, you're going to get a certain amount of energy. You eat half that apple and you add protein and fat to it, you're going to get more energy from that or more sustaining energy. You can't eat more food and have it last you longer. That's why it always comes down to whether you're eating the apple, you're eating the apple with nuts, asking those four questions at the end of the day. The problem is, is that, or the, or the thing is, is that if you eat the apple on its own, you'll probably find that you're, you're hungry sooner rather than later, as opposed to eating the apple with a protein and fat that may kind of hold off your hunger levels for, you know, another few hours. That's, that's the difference. That's the difference. Remember, it comes down to our migrating motor complex. I know we've, co we've covered a lot, but your body isn't meant to need to eat every like five, six times a day. It's not, that's why you have your migrating motor complex. Now, again, there was a reason why we were eating so often. There's a reason to each week and tweak. And if you're questioning that, you probably missed 
that in the guidelines. So that's, you know, you might want to go back and review the rhyme, the reason to why we were doing that then, or don't get stuck on what we did before and be where we are at now. And you want your migrating motor complex to kick in. That's where, you know, for 90 minutes after you're done eating, your body's making sure food is going to where it needs to go. Right. So, um, is wine a quick snack appropriate? Asking for a friend. Why is they're all talking about wine today? I want to get in on that conversation. Wine is fine anytime. Wine, let's just go with that. Wine is fine anytime. It's not the wine. It's what you're usually eating with the wine because drinking the wine can slow your metabolism. And um, so it just slows your digestive system as, as well, right? Um, and it can cause you to be dehydrated. And so you crave, you know, sugar with it. Um, great to have like cheeses and meats with your wine. Also, our inhibitions are are down and we're like, give me that chips give me the chocolate bar i want all the wine lisa that happens to me wine and basically if you have charcuterie with it wine is fine (laughs) and an extra glass of water right uh just drink extra glass that's the fix for that veggies and hummus is an easy snack i have a ready almost all the time fruit is a great one though because it's out of the system so fast will the extra sugar have any negative impact though um i mean you this no, this is why I'm saying nothing, none of the foods that you are eating while following the program are going to have a negative impact. You need sugar. Your fruits break down into sugar. Essentially, sugar is sugar at the end of the day. Um, although it's not, because there is something like sh- fruit also has its nutrient value. Fruit has its fiber value. Obviously, fruit is so much more nutrient rich than actual just straight up sugar. So I say sugar is sugar, but it's not really sugar is sugar if you really want to get into it and how your body utilize it. You need sugar. It's like those are carbohydrates. So sugar will break down. Obviously, the nu- you need the nutrients from fruit is really hugely beneficial. Um, although people tend to eat way more fruit than they need. Um, like a medium-sized apple is actually two servings of fruit. Like if people think like servings of fruit of like, you know, large amounts of fruit. If you really break down to the servings that you need in the wintertime, which is really only one to two servings, and, you know, more like three to four in the summer, your a medium-sized apple, for example, would be two servings of fruit. Not that we're getting into that or counting or weighing and measuring, but you don't want to be afraid of fruit or the sugar that fruit breaks down into. I mean, that is why it is a benefit to, you know, add a protein and fat to it at this point. Um, but it's really about what you're feeling you need. Like, do you, there are a benefit to the vegetables, especially the raw ones. After you eat a large meal, vegetables are harder to digest and make your digestive system have to work a little bit harder. And there are benefits to your body breaking those down after you eat a larger meal. Whereas if I maybe skip lunch and then I'm hungry for my next snack, I might want to have some fruit and yogurt that's going to replenish my glycogen stores much quicker. So there are benefits. Having those nuts and seeds, for example, at that three or four o'clock time is still and always will be beneficial because that's when your body is wired to take a dip in energy and you're keeping your digestive system working hard, processing and digesting those nuts. And then by the time the protein and fat from them kick in two hours later, that's usually where you're heading into dinner. So you're actually going into dinner feeling feeling a lot more satisfied after having nuts for an afternoon snack than you would if you ate a piece of fruit. So if you had a piece of fruit for that afternoon snack, chances are you're going to be hungrier and you're going to be going into dinner feeling a little bit ravenous if you put off having dinner a little later. Now, if you know you're going to have dinner in the next couple hours, fine. But if you're pushing dinner to three and a half, four hours later, then you might want to think about what's a good snack for me to have. Like, how do I feel right now? What's appealing to me? When is my next, what am I going to eat next? Like, these are the things you want to think of. And it seems like a lot of work, but eventually it's going to be so second nature that it's not going to be, it's not going to be work for you. So don't worry about the extra sugar, um, extra sugar, like really you should be having minimal amounts of if you, added sugar is the problem. 
added like adding sugar to things is the problem. Processed foods with sugar is the problem, not naturally occurring sugar in your fruits, your vegetables, or any of your things like beans and lentils. That's not an issue. Yeah. And I think thinking about the why you're eating it, is it because I mean, there's a lot of people saying, I love my fruit. I love my fruit. You, if you're just having it because you love it and that's what, then you think about the why of that. Like, is it because I just love the taste and I'm not a big fan of vegetables and just add that added layer of what do I need right now? Yeah. And that'll add to it. I think one more thing that I just want to touch on for maximizing the personal plan that's come up is all the components of the meals and snacks. You still really want to be conscious of making everything nutrient rich. There is absolutely a benefit to adding those leafy greens to all of your meals. There is a benefit to having vegetables, to having your protein and to having the carbs if you feel that you need them. You just want to still always focus on keeping everything nutrient rich when you're eating it as well, because that is going to affect how you feel for those snacks and what you need for them. Yeah, I love that. Uh, Sticking with the fruit, growing up in an Italian family, fruit was always served after dinner. Do you know how hard it is to tell my parents no fruit? Well, depending on how often you're eating with them, it's if it's every night, you might want to be like, hey, I love fruit. I'm just not hungry for it. You can tell a little white lie. Oh, I'm just so full. Your food was so delicious. I just am so full. I can't have the fruit. Let me save it. I'll have it later. You know, um, but I get what you're saying. And some situations you might just want to have the fruit. Also, you could have fruit with your meal if you want. The problem is, is that fruit with that dessert leads to like as a dessert leads to I want a dessert leads to your body. Um, looking forward to something sweet after a meal. And, you know, if anything you want to, you'd want to eat that first and then have that your meal with a protein fat. Okay. So cognitive time, let's get into next week's tweak. Next week's tweak is more of the same spoiler alert, but we are going to talk, um, maintenance. So, and next steps. So today in the group, we posted options for continued weight loss. We talked about personalizing the plan to continue to lose your weight. We talked about repeating the program, continue to lose your weight. We are going to talk about how to bridge the gap. Is that tomorrow? Tomorrow, yeah. Bridging how to bridge the gap between groups is coming out tomorrow. Okay, so, so tomorrow we are going to talk about how to bridge the gap between groups. And uh, Kim's to skip Kim's spoiler alert. We are going to uh, give you guys a little bit of help. We are going to do kind of a carryover group. We're gonna we're gonna don't ask us today. We're gonna post about it tomorrow. We'll tell you everything that you need to know about that. Next week we are assuming if you have weight to lose, you are going to still follow the personalized plan to lose your weight. But there are people who are ready for the maintenance conversation. So we're also going to focus on that. So next week's week, first of all, can we have to do it on a Tuesday? Just so you know, we got to move it to Tuesday next okay. week's week. I'm going to go visit my friend, Heather. You know, Heather, we did the, the, um, we did the, the documentary on our friend, Heather. Heather, uh, many of you, have seen it. if you haven't, head to our YouTube page and watch the documentary on Heather. She's one of our Libby losers. Anyway, I'm going to go see her on Wednesday. So we have to do the tweak this week on Tuesday next week, but we are going to have Odette join us. Uh, she is the manager of our maintenance group. So she's going to come join us next week on Tuesday for the tweak this week. And we're going to talk about maintenance. So everything that you need to know about that. Anything to add? No, I think just, yeah, this next week, we all still, we can kind of answer some questions about your next steps that you guys have after we've sort of, you've had time to mill over all of the information, but, um, you know, don't get caught up and think that we're forgetting about you. If you're still trying to lose weight next week, the conversation, you can still ask all of your questions about weight loss in the group. And, uh, we're just going to offer a little information for those that are done and ready to go on. And I think it's a great idea to tune in, even if you're not ready to go into maintenance, because, you are going to be going into maintenance eventually, and it might give you some food for thought while you're working through your weight loss to kind of know what maintenance might look like for you. I agree. 
Don't stop. Won't stop. We're not stopping. We're expecting that you're not stopping. You might want to take a break, which is cool. That's fine. You might be ready for maintenance. We're going to talk about that, but it is game on around here right to the very last day of the program. Um, We're expecting many of you are going to want to keep the game going throughout the holidays. We're going to give you a plan for that. Some of you might want to chill no matter what your plan is moving forward. We're going to make sure you're feeling super confident in the next step. So continue to reach out. Thanks everyone for joining us today. Thanks, Kim. I'll see you. I'll talk to you later, probably, but I'll see you next Tuesday for the tweet. Yes. This was everyone. I hope here. that was helpful. Uh, reach out, ask as many questions as you need. Thanks for joining us. Thanks. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, You can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.